Well, we talked about what happened out at the University of Michigan with the speaker who just came to give a speech about Israel and basically could not deliver it. Of course, there's even more going on with the protests at major universities across the country, so many of them pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian, anti-Israel. Doug Belkin with the Wall Street Journal uh, wrote a piece about this uh, and how this is a generational divide. It's really sort of, you know, younger versus older as well as on the issue. Doug joins us now. Hello, Doug. Hi, Mitch. How are you? Good. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we have been trying to figure out what is at the core of this. What is the appeal that seems to be when you look at the statistics, young people are in the, in the majority supportive of Hamas in this conflict, even though they're American students. Where is that coming from? Yeah, I think when people over 40 look at this, I think they're really startled. But this has been simmering on campuses for a while. Um, it's it's part of a kind of a larger worldview, I think, that's taken, um, you know, grip on, on campuses for at least a decade. I've been on this high red beat for about a decade, and it's been around most of that time. And I think it sort of distills to the idea that there are two categories of people. There are oppressors and there are oppressed. Yeah. And you see them in every walk of life. Um, and in, in the case of the conflict in Gaza, the Israelis are perceived to be the oppressors and the Palestinians are perceived to be the oppressed. And, uh, you know, the allegiance and the um, uh, hopes of these young kids are all aligned with the Palestinians. So that's why it, they don't remember what happened in 1948 or 67 uh, or 73. They, they have much generally shorter memories because they're younger. Um, and, and, and their sympathies are, you know, carved into, into that path. Roughly half of Americans aged 18 to 24 think Hamas's October attack was justified by grievances of the Palestinians, which is so mind-bendingly stupid that I don't know how to even react to it because even if you're siding with the grievances of the Palestinians— that's not what Hamas is doing anyhow. Hamas wants to wipe Israel out. They're not, this isn't about a two-state solution. This is about a no-state solution. And yet the, I, I wonder, Doug, if, if, because I've been thinking about this issue a lot, and I say, where does this come from? I don't mean to be dismissive of our young people, because I was that age once. But this, to me, strikes me as laziness. You, take, you basically have a worldview, oppressed versus oppressor, Black Lives Matter, police, uh, people being evicted from their homes, migrants at the border, whatever it is, and you just throw everything into that. Well, who's, who's the small guy and who's the big guy? Uh, we're for the small guy. That's lazy. That's you're not looking into what the issue really is. Could it be that simple? You know, the, the, the depth to which young folks in general are looking into this stuff is I think it's probably declining from generations past what TikTok and the rest of these uh, apps have done to our attention spans is not a joke. And uh, I think people are uh, a little less able to concentrate and focus and learn. And I think there's a tremendous priority placed on an emotional gratification for siding with what appears to be and feels like um, the side of morality and the side of the right. And so that has a, a great appeal as well. But how did he associate that with Hamas, who went over a border and murdered 
1,200 innocent civilians, babies amongst them, women, grandparents amongst them. I mean, are they literally just blind to that element of it? So I, I asked a lot of the kids, you know, in reporting the story about this, and they moved very quickly past it. Um, they Their attention was not on the attacks on the 7th. Their attention was on the notion of young men in Gaza who had never left Gaza because they'd been, and they used the same term, in an open-air concentration camp or prison right. camp for their entire lives, and that they compared this to a prison break. And if you're being, you know, if your mindset is that you're being incarcerated unjustly, then going out and, and killing the guard is not an immoral act. It's a righteous act. I think that's the framework in which they wow. see it. Wow. Wow. If that isn't a perverted point of view on this issue, I've never heard one. If you look at babies and women and grandmothers and, and, and Holocaust mm -hmm. survivors, real ones from real concentration camps, not Gaza, being murdered, and you say, well, it's just like you know the inmates taking on the guards, you really are lazy. You really aren't doing your work. And I, I noticed in your story, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is I thought it was, it was so well-researched. Um, you talked about the University of Pennsylvania earlier this month. The protest, the anti-Israel protest, the pro-Palestinian protest, included groups like Fossil Free Pen, Police Free Pen, Save UC Townhomes, and Students for the Preservation of Chinatown. And at one point, some of them yelled, occupation is a crime from West Philly to Palestine. And these were some people who were, who were opposed to the construction of a new 76ers basketball arena in the city. And it speaks to what you said before about we're just going to see the world through our narrow little prism of our point of view. And, yeah, small guy versus big guy, whether it's uh, we don't want a new basketball arena in our city or Gazans uh, you know, versus Israelis, it's all the same thing. So we take their side. Let's go out and, and, and protest in favor of, of, of Hamas. Is it is it really is that what you found in your research that, that that these groups that really have no other connection other than they see themselves as a little guy against the big guy tend to jump on to these protests? That's a piece of it, but it's a more nuanced worldview than you're letting on, I think. And I, I'll try to do it justice by explaining as I understand it. And I certainly don't don't claim to be a genius at this stuff, but. These are kids, right, who come up at a period where they feel like capitalism has not served them well, a lot of them. And you can agree or disagree with that, but that's their worldview. So you, you know, they're going back to the notion that Europeans, white Europeans, came in, con uh, in, in conquest of the United States. Um, this is a big movement. If you're in the Midwest, you know about all of the you know, people saying um, – uh, not prayers, but but mentioning the Native Americans, you know, the land uh, be before they speak at meetings and public meetings in the, on college campuses now. So this notion of of, of co colonialism giving birth to white supremacy and giving birth to capitalism, which is perpetuating a, uh, a system of the have and the have-nots, of which they feel like they are now among the have-nots, despite the fact that you know Americans in college are doing pretty well by and large, but they don't feel it. And so if you are on the wrong side of things, uh, and a lot of them said you know, directly, I have white privilege, I have an ability to speak, it's my opportunity, it's my, it's my responsibility to speak, then these things become connected, 
uh, it's not just about the Palestinians. It's about, and not just about the little guy, it's about these broader systems that are holding people back and holding them down. That's how they explain it to me. Well, again, it doesn't apply to murder by a terrorist group of innocent women and children and babies. Sorry, you know, you, 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 can, you can spin it any which way you want. It doesn't apply. And when you're blind to that because you say, well, this is who we are and we just protest these things, whether it's little guy, big guy, or, or socialism versus capitalism or, uh, you know, white privilege versus whatever, it doesn't apply. And yet it, that doesn't seem to matter. So my, my last question to you is where do you think this goes? We were all in college or high school or whatever. Uh, those of us who remember the 60s and the 70s, there were plenty of protests that went on that then. And many of those people who protested things like, you know, can't trust anybody over 30 and, uh, you know, big money ruins everything, are now some of the richest people in the world. <laughs> they're all, and, they're, and they're big capitalists. So they grew out of it in some sense. Is it your belief that this is something that is kind of adjacent to the youth of the people doing it, and when they get more into the world and see things, they'll grow out of it? Or is this what our future is in America? There's a lot of scrambled thinking. and I mean, there's a, there's a lot of folks who are not, uh, who don't see clearly whose, whose logic is broken. Um, you know, in interviewing some of these kids, it's, it's, it's very hard. It's very easy to see. Um, they just jump around a lot. They're not making coherent arguments. Will that clear up? I mean, when you're 19, when you're 20 years old, um, you know, you, your brain is developing. So I assume that they will grow out of a lot of this stuff. I think the world is changing as well. I think, you know, especially in Israel, the, the, um, uh, there's a lot of Sturm und Drang in the Democratic Party now. I think that we're just at the beginning of that road to, 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 you know, to, to reevaluate American support, military support. I don't think that's going anywhere in the, in the near term. Um, so, I, you know, you probably have a better, more insight into what's going to happen down the line. But um, I don't expect this generation to have the, uh, the, 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 the same footfalls as, uh, uh, as, as their elders. Mm. Well, you know, if we find ourselves in a world war, that might change. And, uh, you know, right, that right. could happen, too. Uh, fascinating stuff there, Doug. I really appreciate you coming on. It's a really, really good article that I, I, I really encourage people to go look up. Douglas Belkin wrote it for the Wall Street Journal. Gaza protests at colleges open a generational divide. It gives you a real big look at, at uh, what students are thinking all across the country, and it might be very scary to you. Appreciate your coming on. Thank you, Doug. It's a pleasure. Be well. Bye. It's 760 WJR.